recording first. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Felt Recall Podcast. I, uh, you heard my little chuckle there at the beginning. Yeah, what happened? I, I started playing the music before I started recording and uh, thought, this will be fine. This should be fine. And it wasn't fine. Uh, this is the Felt Recall Podcast. Chris and Patrick back with you. How are you, P-Mag? I'm good, man. You've How been doing all right? Not too bad. Haven't seen you in a while. On the road. Uh, well, such is life. It's kind of not true. We had barbecue together. That's yeah, true. What was that? that was two, like, uh, two weeks ago on a Friday or so? Something like that. That was a good time. Old Stumperuski and George hanging around, acting like they're better than us because they are. Talking about drywall or something. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, uh, our buddies Stump and George are in the same industry now. So you get with them, and they just, like, sit around and speak to each other, like, uh, you know, in the rudest way possible. Meaning, in terms we don't understand. Yeah. It's starting to drive me crazy. Um, felt like but, I needed to wear a hard hat at that table. I felt like I needed more like... Um, <laughs> I mean, just to fit in, not because the insults were so spectacular or anything. I just needed more reference to ice. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're both in construction. So I would shake my glass the whole time we were there. Tell you what, there's not enough of around here. Ice. All right. All right. <laughs> this is the Felt Recall Podcast. It's going to be one of those episodes, folks. Yeah, number 172 will be just as good as the 171 before it. Uh, this week's charity of choice is Operation Enduring Warrior. It's a veteran-founded nonprofit whose mission is to honor, empower, and motivate the nation's wounded military and law enforcement veterans through physical, mental, and emotional rehabilitation. Find out what they do at EnduringWarrior.org. But I'll tell you, my experience with them was uh, seeing them at one of the mud runs, like these endurance races, and they all come out together. They dress in full kit. They wear gas masks, and they call each other Sacrifice. And then they run these courses together with disabled and wounded veterans, and it's awesome. It is spellbinding. It's so cool to see. Operation Enduring Warrior, they need your support. EnduringWarrior.org. EnduringWarrior.org. Hey, speaking of enduring, you know what didn't endure? Tell me. The price of Jack Dorsey's uh, first tweet. Oh, yeah, the NFT market. Now, if you're not familiar with NFTs, that stands for non-fungible token. I uh, bet you knew that already. And if you didn't, and now you know more than you did about NFTs, well, guess what? Now we know equally as much about NFTs, you and me together here. Uh, essentially, what I, the way I gather an NFT works is somebody owns the digital copyright to this item, be it a picture that some... A uh, kid high on methamphetamines drew on <laughs> Photoshop with his tablet because um, that's what they all look like. I don't know how you get pictures like that, but that's what NFTs look like to me. And then you can I add feel like that's accurate. You can add value to them by having them be, you know, like you got a monkey with a purple hat, and then the users or the the buyers, the purchasers know that only two percent of your monkeys 
are going to ever have hats. You've agreed to, you got to look at it this way. You've agreed for simple math to only make a hundred monkeys mm -hmm. and only two of those monkeys will have purple hats. Uh -huh. But of those two, only one of them will be smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You lost uh, me. I know. Uh, I know. You lost me because I don't care. You know, I bought an NFT. Well, you're dumb. It's true. <laughs> I might be a little dumb. Uh, I bought it because it has ALF in it. And I remember loving ALF as a kid. Remember that? <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And funny enough, when I told my wife I bought one, she had the same reaction you did. Like, in the real world, though. Like, yeah. you idiot. And I said to her, like, I'm a grown man. I make money. And, and I'm going to do and I'll this. I'll waste it any way I, I want. That's almost exactly what I said. I said, I get it. But I'm just trying to understand the concept and see what's there. And it didn't cost me much. Uh, it wasn't like $1,000 or anything. Uh, it was like ten thousand. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was like a hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks. But the point is, I, I wanted one because everybody was getting into them. And I was looking around. I was like, oh, here's one with Alf, and that's funny. And so I bought it, and uh, and everybody was riding that wave of, well, let's see where these things go. Now, that wait, 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 wait. How yeah. long did that wave you're talking about last, though? Well, it was like. Uh, not even the offshoots of a tropical storm. I mean, when not even the offshoots of a tropical depression. It was more like just going to the beach for a day. Okay, when was? <laughs> let me rephrase this. Uh -huh. When was the golden age of NFTs? Because I feel like we're past that, right? I don't know, because there's still some that are selling for big, big money. Like, are they, are they monkeys with purple hats? No, see, I think that I think that was part of the trend, right? Just like with crypto. You've got your your cryptos that came, and uh, what's the one that everybody went after? Um, the Shibu one. I can't remember what it's called, but it started gaining this underground Bro, I have steam. no idea what you're talking about. Um, I'd have to go and look. It had a proper I literally name. feel like you're making stuff up right now. <laughs> no, actually, I got a text from a friend, and he said, hey, uh, this the, the guys on Reddit are saying this is about to go hot, and they're going to send this one to the moon. And this was at, the you know. guys on Reddit. Well, wait a second. Remember. I know, I know. I know what they did with GameStop. I know. Not not only GameStop and AMC, but yeah. they just sent Dogecoin because of Elon Musk. Yeah. They sent Dogecoin to the moon. And so everybody's looking for, okay, what do you put? So I put 100 bucks into this uh, cryptocurrency that just <laughs> gone, right? At now, it's just worthless. And so the, the point is, we were still kind of in that. Right, but what do you do with heyday. it now? With your crypto? No, no, that crypto that you bought for hundred bucks. No, I'm just sitting on it. Sitting on it. Yeah, just wait and see. Maybe one day. Because I mean, that's you know, there's Bitcoin guys, same thing, right? They got in, it tanked. They got mm -hmm. out, lost a bunch of money. Oh yeah, yeah. And by yeah. a bunch, I mean like what a couple grand. But had they right. kept it now, they you know they'd be like billionaires. Yeah. So crazy to see, think what about. Do you sit on it and and just. Yeah, hope maybe something happens one day. Well, you know, when I would play poker as a habit, they would always say never play with more than you can afford to lose. And the reason for that was your mindset changes, right? Kind of like Travis Haley talked about in the class we took with him. Where I mean, this is why I don't gamble. The wife, yeah, right. Because I'm poor. I can't afford to lose any. Well, well humor me. As, as Haley pointed out in the class, the whole idea of, of Goose having the family portrait in the cockpit, that doesn't happen in real life. Because you got to have your mind in the game. You got to be ready to go, right? You're mm -hmm. in combat mode. So it's the same if you sit down at a poker table, and it should be the same if you're investing in cryptocurrencies and the stock market, I would suggest, is you really shouldn't be putting more money in That's than right. you could afford to lose. When you're investing in the stock market, do not think about your family. Right? No, I wouldn't. I honestly <laughs> wouldn't. Like, 
you know, if you can't afford to lose it, if you can't afford for the stock market to crash, yeah, I wouldn't put it in there. Definitely I'm only not. kidding. I get it. Um, I gave all mine to this family venture. Have you heard of the Gambinos? I don't know. I think it's a pizza restaurant. Yeah. Um, I think they're in sanitation. They took it. So, yeah. Uh, no. So, what was I trying to talk about here? Thanks, buddy. NFTs, because uh, in I'm this- just trying to figure out. Okay. I feel like uh, NFTs have peaked. Yeah, I think so that was, that's that was nice. the basis of my question. When was the golden age? Okay, I, I feel like it was three months ago, which means the lifespan of this whole little money laundering experiment was about six <laughs> months. Good event. And now everybody's ready to move on. Yeah. As evidenced by Jack Dorsey's tweet, which why would that be worth money to anyone? I have no idea. See, I don't, I don't, this is what I don't get is the things where anybody can view it free of charge. Like, you can claim to own his first tweet. You can pay $2.9 million, as this weirdo did. And and by the way, think about the amount of money you must have that NFT at $3 million, essentially. No big deal to you. That was that was worth doing. You thought, that's I a actually, worthy investment. I actually can't think about that. Isn't that crazy? Because it's that crazy. I, I mean... Who wouldn't love to just have that chunk of change? Schizophrenia seems less crazy to me. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'd probably make better investment decisions. Uh, his first ever tweet sold as an NFT last year for over $2.9 million. Do you have the tweet pulled up? Uh, Do you know what it says? Uh, it says, just setting up my TWTTR. It's a Twitter. I think he thought that was going to be like what what people did, like leave there's out. A, there's a reason I'm letting this linger. <laughs> okay. That's completely worthless. Right. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> nobody. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, purchased, ironically, by crypto entrepreneur Sina Estavi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that guy's the head of a, of a money laundering organization. Of course he's doing it. It might make sense because he bought it for Ethereum tokens. 1,630 Ethereum tokens. So it could be, le- legitimately it could be, that this individual only had like two or $300 into the Ethereum. And as you mentioned, okay, that balloons, now it's worth 3 million bucks and you got this crypto billionaire that's just burning through money thinking, yeah, this might play out. Second very well be the case. Uh, what's funny about it is as of the 14th of this month when CNBC wrote this article, the highest bid for the tweet was about eh, $9,968. Nobody wants the Dorsey tweet. I just I can't even imagine paying that much for something that anyone can take a screenshot of. Right, and just have it. And have it. I, I, I mean, I, I understand that, like... So the evidence that uh, you own it is on the blockchain, right? Yeah, thanks. I think that's the way okay. it works, yeah. So... Where do I go to see the blockchain? There's a file in and of itself that you would own. You would buy through like Coinbase Wallet sure. or something like that. Yeah. Sure. But the evidence that I own it exists out there on the internet. Yes. In the blockchain, open source, so everybody can see who bought it, when, and for what. So here's my theory. I think um, Instagram probably contributed largely to the... Um, Fall of humanity? Is that the word you're looking for? Definitely that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there's this like uh, hype culture, right? Where everything has to be 
I'm having the best time ever and everything's a flex and I had, you know, so I'm driving this Ferrari and I live in this big house and I'm having this party with all these people here and it's all, I think, largely fake. And there's some people that that's real for them, but then you have the, you know, everyone living below those means mm -hmm. idolizing it. So... I think NFTs got popular because you could be someone who maybe you didn't, you didn't have a billion dollars in the bank account, but you could buy this monkey with a purple hat and go, hey, check out what I got. Well, you know what's perfectly coincidental between the two is they involve a desire for something that doesn't actually exist. Instagram creates a desire yeah. with the user for a lifestyle that actually doesn't exist, right? Like you yeah. said, you have people who are renting photo sets now that look like private jets yeah. they never yeah, even yeah. got on a jet they're never really at the private island the nft i mean it exists in your mind sure you know you you perceive to own some digital thing that's out there somewhere but you'll never see it it's kind of like i was reading in a book recently and i thought this was actually pretty profound and messed with my head a little bit where a guy said your perception is more real than the universe because the universe is only as real as you perceive it I like that. <laughs> so think about the fact that we, we, we're told these galaxies exist, that the sun exists, that you can now, I don't know if you saw the NASA photo. Bro, if you're about to go into like a flat earth thing, I'm leaving. No, I'm not going into a flat earth thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it is flat. Uh, what The point is obvious, I think, that it, you've never experienced any of that, any of that. No human has ever been out to see those galaxies and those stars. I mean... It is as real as you perceive it Man, to be did, real. I did go to some festivals back in the day. Right. Yes. Felt like I perceived it. Right, right. <laughs> and just as the world had its time with NFTs, you had your time with hallucinogenics. <laughs> I understand. I understand. The point being, <laughs> those two things are very similar. The, the Instagram user who lusts after a lifestyle that isn't real and never was real Versus the person who bought an NFT thinking, now I own this thing that doesn't actually so, really exist anywhere. Yeah. So I think that leads me to the next point, which is the fall of that. Because there was a lot of hype around it. A lot of hype around monkeys in, in purple hats. And people spending crazy money on tweets that were gibberish that mean nothing to anyone. Like, what, what significance will Jack Dorsey's tweet have say, 300 years from now? Zilch. None. <clears throat> right. Which is a hard thing for me to grasp. Like Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter, right? And he's offering them $63 billion or something like that. I mean, if you got it. Isn't Twitter like one of the least used social media platforms out there? I think we've talked about that a couple of times. It's, it's, it's mostly populated by bots. Yeah. And, and I think it now exists as a, a means of reporters to cite other sources. Right. Cite, yeah. cite each yeah. other. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. I, I would be curious to know if, if, if you and I put polls up on our personal like social media accounts of how many people we know that actually have active, actively use their Twitter accounts mm -hmm. daily, I bet that number is very close to zero. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I know anyone that uses it on a daily basis. Yeah. I had an account for a little while where I would just lurk and read what everybody else was putting up. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, well, you don't really have to have an account to do that. So I just deleted it. And now I still look at people's tweets, but 
Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't put a lot of value in it. I remember my greatest moment on Twitter was uh, roughly 10 years ago, maybe even longer, actually, because I, I don't know if we were married yet or just got married. We, we'd lived in an apartment. My wife and I moved into an apartment together as we were engaged just before we got married, which would have been about 12 years ago. And um, <laughs> Rupert Murdoch was testifying. Do you remember that? And the lady hit him with the pie. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. do you remember that his wife karate chopped a lady? Yes. Do you remember that? So I was watching it in real time. Man, when was that? That would have been easily 2010, I would say. Okay. And uh, I was watching it in real time, and as soon as it happened, I had an idea, and I set up Rupert Murdoch's wife's Twitter account. <laughs> and so I made that the handle, <laughs> Rupert Murdoch's wife or Mrs. Murdoch. I think I did Rupert Murdoch's wife. Because I thought people would search that and that would populate better. And so I started like... I like where this is headed, by the way. I started live tweeting. <laughs> yeah. And it got a ton of attention. Like, notable people paid it attention knowing it was satire. And in fact, um, one of the writers at Breitbart, if I'm not mistaken, retweeted it and said, that didn't take long. Nice. And I was already out there, like, poking fun, having a good time. Uh the point being, to me, as you just mentioned, like the NFTs had their heyday, like that was kind of Twitter's heyday was the 2010 era when it was still new to everybody and we all still thought it was really cool. And I will say this, by the way, in defense of Twitter, Twitter if you're into the news, it's a great news aggregate source. Because oh, I think it's, pro it's probably the best, which is, I would think, probably the biggest reason elon musk wants it right that's why people like him would use it right is there they're well, getting that and all he's a nazi i will tell you this <laughs> no my wife is whatever the opposite of woke is my wife and i are obviously is there an opposite of woke red pilled mormon mormon quaker nah she won't agree to the mormon thing i cite jealousy issues <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 she uh she and i were talking this weekend and you know i've been kind of pestering like hinting at you know you do that thing where you sarcastically plant the idea with your wife that you know eventually you'll turn sincere do you do that with of course like big purchase decisions yeah. and things ah man i can't wait to have a pool in this backyard one day hey, we ain't getting no pool and then you know like five years later you're like hey seriously i want that pool yeah, I did the same thing uh, at, over dinner tonight, but it was about this monkey with a purple hat. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> For 60 grand. Yeah, I don't understand the problem. And I was all, I mean, I would never do it. Yeah. Uh, Turns out, um, hey, could you loan me a couple bucks? Back in. I'm a little short now because I bought this monkey with a purple hat. <laughs> uh, I'd love to think that your wife is like following you around like, what is wrong with you? And you're like, I just got to get this monkey off my back. <laughs> She's like, you bought it. Uh, <laughs> uh, in 2019, when Elon Musk introduced the Cybertruck, I was smitten. You know this. Sounds like it was, I mean, yeah. We were office mates back then. We were. Before I was not escorted out of the building. <laughs> One of my favorite stories of all time. Um... I love the Cybertruck. 
And my wife told me no in the beginning. In no uncertain terms. Ain't going to happen. You're not parking that ugly garbage truck in our driveway. I said, I think it looks cool. I don't think it's ugly. I actually think it looks pretty neat. We're back and forth about it. You and George and I had this conversation not so long ago, didn't we? And uh, so I cited all the reasons I wanted one. She cited all the reasons she didn't, she thought, and which was mainly it's ugly, and please, God, don't do that to us. And then I kind of let it go. And then Homeboy took his red pill, and my wife is like, I love this guy. And now I've parlayed that into Ooh. we really need to support people that believe the things we believe. I like that. That's why we're premium. Well yeah, that's why we're premium members at the Daily she Wire. Doesn't, she doesn't subscribe to this podcast, right? No, come on. Okay, all right, good. Are you good, serious? Good, good. Yeah. She gets enough of me, man. <laughs> Fair enough. Watch me walk into the room with my wife yep. at any point, and you'll understand she doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, I should have already known that. Yeah. <laughs> what? My wife is actually talking smack about us um, and, and this show. And I said something about charity of choice. And she goes, the what? No. And I said, because well, we do this thing with the charity of choice. And she's like, what? Oh, okay. Hang on. Can you back up for a second? You do what? So I explain what we do. And she's like, well, that's actually really nice. So I think she thought we were just idiots in here just babbling about nothing. And, uh, boy, I sure showed her. Now, I got to tell you, um, I love your wife. Which just goes to show how much attention she pays to me. She doesn't want to listen to it either. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, that strikes me as that, that boss we've all had at some point. <laughs> you know, where they go, uh, hey, did you get that project done? And you're like. Well, yeah, boss. I got it. I, I, I turned it in like a week ago. You didn't. You didn't see the email. Well, you better have made sure to use those quarter-inch margins, like I told you to in that presentation. You know, the brass is really riding me hard. Yeah, boss. Boss, I gave the presentation at the meeting on Thursday. Oh, well, I bet it wasn't good. Why are you criticizing if you you're not going to be there for it? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, sounds right. Women. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, it, it, it does this? I mean, you just gave your answer, but that is kind of the question worth asking is if you can't sell the NFT of Jack Dorsey, you have to start wondering what the value is in NFTs. And I'll tell you this, the people who see the value in NFTs, the Vaynerchuks of the world, or I've, I actually was corrected recently, it's Vaynerchuk. Did you know that? His last name is Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, I didn't because I pay that guy so little attention, it's not even funny. Okay. G-Chuck, which is what I'm going to call him moving forward. <laughs> it's like a cheap Casio watch. That's very, yeah, it's, well, it's very apropos. G-Chuck likes the NFTs because the person that creates them can own copyrights on them in perpetuity and earn a royalty every time they're sold. So I have heard that. It behooves people like him with money to burn to go out and build these NFTs and convince you they're valuable so then when they go back uh, out there into the world for sale. Let yeah. me tell you something, by the way. Real quick, I'm sorry. I cut you off. I know go you're ahead. about to say something. No. I'm sorry. The NFT I purchased 
would now cost me more to list it on the market than it would sell for. So that's exactly why people want you to buy NFTs, in my opinion. No, I think you're right. Uh, I heard something secondhand that um, G Shock Cassia Watch said, and uh, it was essentially the same thing. Where you know, there's there's money to be made in the copyright versions of these things. That's where all the money He's is. He's probably not wrong. Another thing that I hey, heard. That's how Michael Jackson made his money. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. He owned the Beatles catalog, right? Yeah, Essentially. I mean, he, wasn't, he wasn't making any money diddling those kids. So he had to do something. Well, he was paying out. Yeah, yeah. You got, I mean, you had to finance it somehow. Listen, mom, dad, sorry. 15 million? Good? Good? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Which, by the way, that, that story of how he came to own the Beatles catalog, ruthless. You know about that, right? Paul McCartney asked him not to, right? No, Paul McCartney said, here's what you need to do. You need to go to these places, these record companies, you need to buy up catalogs because oh, no that's kidding. where the money is. No. And Michael Jackson was like, that's a great idea, Paul. And then he literally, <laughs> <laughs> he literally went and bought like their whole catalog. And then Paul McCartney's like, you bloody son of a bitch. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that's a stone cold move right there. And then Michael said, whose son's here? <laughs> Who? Did you say little boy? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's that's ruthless. All right, go ahead. You, you were headed somewhere totally different yeah, yeah, than pedophilia. De- <laughs> yeah, we really derailed there, huh? <laughs> if there's one thing I know about Patrick, he can always bring the conversation back to pedophilia. That's terrible. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't even know now. Uh, is this a signal that NFTs are, are worthless? And is it because guys like oh, uh, G Shuck so, or G Chuck are making their money on the back end with royalties and yeah. copyright law? So, so the other thing that I heard was, and this is actually the first thing that made sense about NFTs to me. Not a joke. Okay, what you could do with NFTs, you could use, you could create things like a receipt, mm-hmm. and that receipt is now on the blockchain. So let's right. say I sell you whatever, you right. know, I got a, I got a old computer or something. I sell it to you. You got a new, now you got my old laptop. Stupid laptop. I create a receipt. This laptop as an NFT. Work. It's your problem now, buddy, but you own it. Oh my and gosh, the evidence. Porn. Wait a second. <laughs> pictures of Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. But so you, now you own my crappy old laptop. Yeah. With my Michael Jackson photo catalog. This thing and says there's Commodore a, 64 on it. And there's a receipt that now is on the blockchain that is evidence that you now own it. Yes. So I think that's terrifying um, because if you look at things like, uh, and I, you know, I'm not trying to go tinfoil hat with this, but digital, all digital currency. Right. In fact, the, the central yep. banks are all wanting to get into that. And then if they go to a, you know, you'll start to eliminate paper currency and then you get into NFT receipts, there will be no private transactions. Right. They will not exist anymore. Yeah. So I'm not sure I like where it's headed. I'm going to agree with you a thousand percent. And I can show you that I was buying crypto right up until Russia, Ukraine, and they shut cryptocurrency off. For Russians. Yeah. And I thought, well, 
Well, I think I texted Whoa. you. Whoa. That uh, what's the guy that's the president over there? That's the actor. Zelensky. Zelensky. Mm-hmm. I I hear his name and I think uh, Tommy Boy. Like the guy's going to sell me some brake pads. Yes, that's right. Every time I, so I always think it's not, that can't be right, but it is. Old Dan Aykroyd. Yep. One of the most underrated funny men of our time, by the way. So funny. And phenomenal in that movie, by the way. Yeah. It's like a small part, but. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I make quality parts for the American Worker Man. Um, so he actually petitioned Elon Musk to shut down all the Teslas in Russia when Russia invaded. What think good would that. that was the think, Russian army using Teslas? Think about that for a minute. But yeah. no, but that's that. It's so absurd. Yeah, yeah. On every level. Yeah. But on its face, what's it worth? Yeah. It's like it's this like. Um, it's worth about as much as putting a Ukraine flag in your Facebook profile photo, yeah, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Right. But the fact that they that there's the ability to do that exists is terrifying to me. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your autonomy is slipping away for comfort and convenience. That's for sure. We're giving it up, you know, if we're not if we're not smart about it. Uh that was definitely a uh, a big red flag on crypto for me. So I haven't, I haven't bought any. I don't think I'm going to buy any more. I'm going to see if this will increase and I can sell it off what I got. But that was a terrifying prospect of, oh, dude, they could just shut this off. I, mean, I don't know why I didn't think about that. I guess because the well, whole selling point of crypto is that it's open source blockchain. It's very secure, but you can see all the transactions. And by the way, to be fair, to be fair, Crypto has done a really good job of mitigating market manipulation. There was a guy who essentially tried to artificially inflate the cost of his own NFT. Yeah. And because he used crypto on it, as you have to do, uh, they were able to catch him. And yeah. they're like, no, you're the guy that bought it. Now you're trying to oversell it with its current value. So it can be helpful. But yeah, that well, whole idea. It's supposed of- to be like super secure. And then there's a guy I follow on Instagram who's basically putting up this these stories where he's explaining that if you keep your crypto in an online wallet, I'm not exactly sure what that means. Uh, there are vulnerabilities and people basically can hack your wallet and take your money. Yeah. So hit what he was saying was what you do is you use a, a external hard drive or a flash drive. Yeah. Whatever. And you move it there with your key. And you basically, yeah, yeah, exactly. Take oh. it off, take it offline, put it on a, a you know, non-internet connected device, encrypted, and then that's how you basically secure it. And I was like, well, okay. I, I mean, I get that, but, like, I thought that defeated the whole purpose. I thought the point of it being on the blockchain was, like, if someone stole it, you would know who stole it. Mm. I guess that's not really how it works, though. Hey, you know what the real draw for me on crypto was, and still is, is that the market never stops on crypto. Oh, for it's sure. It's 24-7. So you can buy it today and watch it climb or watch it fall. And there's such a rush in that for me. Like, I, mean, I just love it. I mean, what are we doing with banks right now? What is right. this 9 to 5 thing we're right. doing? Right. Are we serious? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's... <laughs> is it 1940? Like, what uh, are we doing? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. I've never understood it. But Five yeah. Five o'clock. Here now we we're are. done. Yeah. Now that the working man's off work and needs the bank, close up shop. Well, but even even the stock market, they have after-hours trading. If you're licensed. Right. So mm-hmm. it exists. 
So why are we not just doing that? I mean, legitimately, what's the reason? Uh, I would say because the government probably makes a lot of money in the stock market, right? Cha. Uh, that app you sent me, by the way. Yeah. Enlighten me again. It's called, it's a, so here's the oh, idea. Man. This app will track what politicians are buying and selling. And funny enough, it started as an Instagram and a Twitter account where this guy or girl maybe was following politicians and monitoring their trades and so now there's an app you can download. It's not cheap. It's like 200 bucks a year. It's called Insider. Insider, and that allows you to pick your politicians, and then you'll get daily updates to their trading activity and what they're buying and selling and allow you to invest. Now, you can get, I think, a three- or four-day. It's very short. I'm going to say three-day free trial. I think it's a three-day free trial, and then it's 200 bucks for the year after that. And you had sent it to me actually on a Friday, and I only know that because I was like, well, yeah, I might do that. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm not going to do it right now. I'm gonna yeah. My three days, the market would be closed. So I'm going to try it, and uh, I'm going to put some money into my market account, and I'm going to wait, and I'm going to download that app and go for it. So as you sign up for the app, it asks you a series of questions. Okay. And it basically asks you simple things like how old are you? What are your investing goals? Too old do you want to make money? Well, so some of the goals are like, I'd like to stop losing money in the markets. Huh, I'd yeah. like to make money in the markets. Uh -huh. I'd like to expose corruption, things of that nature. And then as you as you click through it, um, <laughs> it says it says she made sixteen point seven million last year. Would you like to follow her trades? <laughs> and then you click yes or no, and it's a giant picture of Nancy Pelosi. I love it. So this is a brilliant idea. Mm -hmm. The next mm -hmm. one. He made $50 billion last year. Would you like to follow his trades? Sure, why not? Yeah, it's uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, sorry. Warren Buffett is the next one. He made $120 billion last year. You want to follow his trades? Yes. So it basically asks you who you want to follow, and you can kind of follow these guys and see what they're doing and, and where their money's going and essentially you know, piggyback on what they what they got going on there. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. It's actually I'm gonna pretty do brilliant. It. I, I got to wait till my money recoups. And then uh, you got something to invest. But when that happens, yep. that app that app's gonna happen. Cause, I mean, why not? If it's out there, try. You know, I'm willing to try something like that for you know a month or so, and then and then give it. An, you could like if you pay two. Let's say you pay two hundred bucks for the app. You follow its trading advice for say a month, two or three. Probably ninety days would be a fair go at it. You can literally sit on that for another ninety. Watch the market. And if it works and you're making money, well, now you've got another well, the evidence six is out months there, to, right? to execute. The, ev the evidence is out there. Sure. There's, yeah. I, I know um, Instagram and Twitter shut down a bunch of accounts that were Pelosi's trades. Dan Crenshaw was one they were on. Uh, there's so those people on both sides of the aisle. Oh, Crenshaw makes a ton on the yeah. stock market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a bunch of those guys yeah. that are racking up. So, I mean... Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Well, well, how do you feel about Elon Musk buying Twitter? Do you hope it goes through and it happens? I mean, or do do you not care? I don't. I don't really care because I don't like. Well, I don't want to say I don't like. I don't care about Twitter. I don't take it seriously at this right. point. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a time where it was cool. I mean, he he called it the de facto town square, mm -hmm. and maybe it is to a certain extent. I guess to people that want to take it seriously. People that have blue checks by their name and think that that's important. Mm -hmm. 
I what I like about it is and what would be awesome is if they would if he would buy it just to make the liberals who drive Tesla's heads explode. <laughs> right. Yeah. They sell it to me used. That'd be awesome. I'd yeah. take it. I might too. I'm not a huge Tesla guy, but I mean, you know, if you hate Elon Musk enough. What's wrong with you? Sell it to me cheap, you know? Yeah. I like the idea. I don't uh, hate them. I just, I don't know. Something about gasoline. Yeah. Car, you know? You know, here's the thing. It it is funny. We had this conversation uh, yesterday, maybe the day before, a couple of guys at work and I, and they were saying the same thing. Like, ah, you just can't beat a gas-powered vehicle, and, you know, they're they're obviously much more reliable because there's going to be fuel and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and I said, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you guys ever driven an electric vehicle? Nope. Okay. Because we had, back in my day, hybrid forerunners. That thing would scoot. Scoot. It was so fast. And it was smooth and it was quiet. And have, I, wait, I loved have, everything about it. Have you seen the guy it. that jumped the, the Tesla and I guess they were in like San Francisco or somewhere? Have you seen the video of that? No. You got to see it, man. Wait, is this the viral one of the kids? Like, yeah, they, I guess they seem some... younger. They're like hanging out in the middle of the road and that car goes flying. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, a black yeah. Tesla and he just I didn't realize launches. it was a Tesla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, he just launched it. And then as soon as it landed and all the airbags went off and everything, it didn't fly? Oh, yeah. It, yeah. I thought it, they flew. It, it flew through the air, but <laughs> uh, yeah. It uh, just uh, didn't stay in the air. So here's the thing. Uh, I like everything about the way the electric cars drive. I love the huge, quote-unquote, iPad concept in the middle of it. Um, I love the retracting Which bed cover. Which everybody's going to now. Yeah. You can buy a Dodge Ram I saw truck it. with, with yeah. a huge screen in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the retracting bed cover is cool. All that kind of stuff. So I like all those things. But the, But the minute he gets into this kind of stuff... Right. And I mean this sincerely. The minute he's like, no, I mean, Twitter should be a home for free speech and you shouldn't delete tweets just because you don't agree with their political point of view. That really makes me want to buy the man's vehicle just to go. Yeah, I went and got it because I liked it in the first place. But then you find out you're on the same wavelength to a degree. Well, there's there was some talk about uh, people saying, well, maybe if he buys it, what he could do is he could add the edit button in. And people were all giddy about that. Yeah. First of all, I didn't realize there wasn't an edit button. And then I thought, no, I don't want there to be an edit button because right. these tweets that your your famous people, politicians, actors, musicians, LeBron James. all the idiots of the world, uh, athletes, all the idiots of the world tweet incessantly. I meant LeBron, by the way, when you said idiots, not athletes, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm picking up what you put it down. <laughs> Uh, they all tweet stupid stuff uh-huh. perpetually. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. So let's don't let them edit anything. You're right. Let's let that live forever on the internet. Or there has to be an edit history where we can view it. Or that. Which I, I think could, Elon would be cool with. I mean, that'd be all right, but like... He's I just, Mr. Open Source. I feel like... Yeah, well, yeah no, I, I, I get it, but I feel like if you say something dumb enough that mm. like... Four years from now, we need to know just how dumb you really were. I don't want to have to look hard for it. I want to see it right there. Yeah. Who do you have to be, by the way? You're the board of governors for a company. 
a company that's realistically not worth $63 billion. And this dude walks in, he's like, I tell you what, I'll give you $63 billion. And you're like, you know what? We don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you're mad about it? Well, I think, so what did he offer, like, 54 and change a share or something like that? Uh, and BlackRock, I want to say BlackRock so had a... Yeah, I think they, they came had, in. They, I think they had like a, a a sell alert set up at like thirty dollars. Oh, you know what? I'm lying here. It's forty three billion. So my number was was wrong. Idiot. Um, he said on April eighteenth that the board's salary will be zero dollars if his big bid succeeds. So minus three million dollars saved right there. I love this guy so much. Um. The shares rose recently, seven and a half percent, and closed at forty-eight forty-five. In the second full, this is from this is an article from Yahoo News on Monday, April eighteenth, updated at eight p.m. Uh, Twitter stock popped higher on Monday, heading closer to Elon Musk's fifty-four dollar per share offer, as you said, <laughs> as he badmouthed the company's board amid rumors of other possible bids. It's so funny, by the way. I know this is cliche at this point. But Yahoo and the Washington Post and all these liberally seeing anything CNN owned by billionaire leftists are so mad that, by the way, an African-American mm. <laughs> shocker uh, wants to buy Twitter for forty three billion dollars. That's racist. No, no, no. He's, he's African. Go ahead. Oh, that's all I had. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, anyway, it is funny to watch them melt down. Uh, the Babylon Bee has been on fire with this one. And uh, I kind of hope he gets it because it is true that if you really, if you break it down and think about it, there's no other conversational social media outside of Facebook than Twitter. Right? Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah. Not, not widely used. Reddit not being social media, in my opinion. That's a forum for a bunch of basement dwellers, and I hate Reddit with every fiber of my existence. I hate Reddit. Um, I've never really been on it, so I can't speak to it. It's like ARFCOM for people that don't own guns. Well, that sounds like my version of hell. Yeah, that might help you uh, a little bit. Anyway, all right, uh, that does that. Uh, did you see the video of the um, Pennsylvania cop punching the Black Lives Matter protester? I didn't know they no, were back. But I'm interested. Yeah, so Black Lives Matter protesters got into an altercation with police in Pittsburgh, according to Fox News. It ended with a black police officer striking one of the protesters, according to video captured. Now, um, here's the thing. Is it considered black-on-black -black crime if it's a cop? I don't think cops can be black. Oh, all right. Problem solved. According... To that group think that's happening on that crazy side of everything. Got it. It's a hard thing to remember. This is, you know, <clears throat> this is what the media does so well is they take people like the Black Lives Matter movement and they mainstream them. When really they're so fringe and radical and nobody would have ever agreed with any of their positions uh, outside of that. But yeah. Uh, well, you know, they, they kind of went away. And mm -hmm. I saw something pop up either. It might have been this morning or yesterday. I saw something where somebody said uh, someone was asking the question, has 
a dollar from Black Lives Matter donations ever gone back to the black community? <laughs> and they couldn't really answer the question. No. But you keep seeing where they're – you see the other day uh, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter bought like a $6.3 million mansion. Uh-huh. In addition to the, the other ones, ones. The, the $4 million whatever plus that yeah. they bought several months ago. Yeah. Six, eight months ago maybe. So apparently that's a thing where all that money that uh, guilt-ridden white liberals are giving to them are going to buy mansions and gated communities in the hills of California. Babylon B had a headline this week that said uh, Black Lives Matter calls for new protests as they notice a wonderful beach home now available on Zillow. It is worth watching the video simply because uh, I think it's a chick. I think the cop belts this chick in the face uh, but she's being really aggressive. It's hard to tell if it's a guy or girl. Uh, I haven't even watched it and already figured she had it coming. Yeah, well, she she comes at him and, uh, funny enough, wearing a mask, uh, conveniently uh, hiding her face or his face. I don't. I just I don't really know if that's a guy or a girl. Um, you, I mean, the article doesn't say. So. Twenty twenty two, man. You can't make these assumptions. No, I refuse to. Uh, I must live only by the way the left tells me to live. My wokeness will guide my living. Did you know that? Now you do. Sure. Someone's wokeness will. Yeah. It might not be your own. That's actually very, very fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm an ambitious officer. One vote. I punch Everybody people in the face. Me. I need to be a part of the 100 That's clubs. right. All right, this week's vote of the week is uh, the White House. I don't know if you've heard yet, but the uh, federal judge has ruled that the mask mandate can be tossed. You cannot mandate that the American public wear masks on public transportation, including trains, planes, and automobiles. That's a good win for all of us. The White House said the federal court ruling is, quote, obviously a disappointing decision. They needed two more weeks to kill COVID, I guess. Man, if we'd only had those two more weeks. Except that the rest of the world has already moved on. Interesting how that works. Ah, Joe Biden. He's the gift that keeps on giving. We'll give him that much, right? Even if he doesn't know it. He's like our perpetual voter. All right, thanks for hanging out. We'll come back and do it again soon here on the Felt Recoil Podcast.